uh, let DTR beat us, if anything. I mean, again, this is his first true road start. Uh, we already heard Sam Howell earlier this season said that that was the loudest place he's ever played at. And he's played in college stadiums before, so that tells you a little something about Denver. And I can guarantee you there will be not a lot of no-shows there like how they were before because this team is uh, is buzzing right now. So a lot of fans yeah. are going to be popping out. Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez. J-Mac cannot make today's episode. We're going to be previewing the Denver Broncos Week 12 matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I hope you guys enjoy that uh, that new intro uh, that we just uh, that we played. I, I like it a lot. I know uh, J Mac Jordan like it as well. Let us know what you guys think in the comments uh, about the uh, the new intro and everything. But um, lots of stuff to be excited about. The Broncos five and five in the thick of the playoff race. Big matchup on uh, on Sunday um, against a very very uh, tough opponent in the Cleveland Browns. The Browns coming to this one seven and three, despite not being the greatest offensive team. They are the best defense in the NFL. I'm gonna ju- you know jump into all the stats. We're going to jump into the injury report, keys to victory, player of the game predictions, and score predictions at the very end. So make sure you guys stay till the very end. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment down below, turn notifications on. Please do the same over uh, wherever you guys get our podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Um, but with that being said, Jordan, how are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. Thanksgiving week. So I'm over here in Orlando with my brother at my brother's house. So just enjoying, you know, the holiday week, stuff like that. But Man, after watching the Thanksgiving games and then watching the Dolphins game on uh, Black Friday, kind of miss Broncos uh, football, even though it's only yeah. been a few days. But still, it you know, being on a winning streak like this, it kind of makes you just more hungry for winning football. And uh, we haven't had that in a while in Denver. So, yeah, kind of feels good to, you know, actually be previewing a game that actually means a lot for not only us, but the team and the fans. But, yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, man. Uh, happy th- happy late Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, happy Black Friday uh, to everyone. Um, we got Cyber Monday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply coming up then after that it's officially christmas season i'm excited man it's that time of the year i noticed everybody born in november are absolute goats uh jordan's yeah. birthday is coming up which is uh awesome cap- amazing way to cap off the month I-, I don't know if anybody else notices that like everybody who's like who i either love or is just awesome friends with is born in november and then you got december with christmas and it's just like the bro these are like the two mo- most unmatched like goaded months the whole year you can't argue with that um but yeah perfect perfect time of the year and uh let's go ahead and jump into this uh game preview um starting off with the injury reports uh, which by the way i mean just to hype up this game a little bit for everybody out there i mean it's another match of one of the hottest teams in football the browns yeah. are on a three-game winning streak have uh, won five of their last six meanwhile the broncos have won their last five games or excuse me the last four games um so yeah the 7-3 cleveland browns at the five and five denver broncos on fox it's going to be america's game of the week so technically it's going to be the third straight primetime game 
game uh, for the Denver Broncos. It's going to be at 4.05 Eastern, 2.05 Mountain Time, 3.05 Central. Um, the Browns statistically have one of the best defenses in the league, allowing just 243 yards per game. Um, the next closest team is Baltimore, who is allowing 273. So 243 is absolutely insane. Like A lot of quarterbacks in the NFL will throw literally more than that in one game just by themselves. Like that, that is crazy what they are doing. Their secondary. Wait till I tell you guys what their secondary is doing later in the episode. It's uh, unbelievable. Even if they have injuries, they have to be taken seriously. Best yeah. defense in the league. I gotta give the respect where it's the credit where it's due. Um, so. Broncos injury report. Broncos, man, it's just so good to see an empty injury report, see all these guys healthy. That has been the biggest difference besides Nathaniel Hackett being with the Broncos. Besides that, being healthy has been a huge thing that Sean Payne has done well for this team. Bringing in uh, Dal Rimple, the strength and conditioning coach, bringing in Bo Lowry. I mean, those are huge additions. And the team quickly went from being one of the most injured in the NFL to now being the healthiest, even though a lot of the players are still the, still the same players. So, like, it did matter after all. So, um, you know, no disrespect to previous strength and conditioning coaches, but it clearly there is a there is a difference being made. Um, we've talked about previous episodes, um, but yeah, PJ Locke safety it was a full practice today with that ankle. Huge, huge. Yeah. I was actually really nervous about this because he, he was limited the other day, didn't practice the other day. But on Friday today, this morning, he did practice with that ankle injury. He is going to go. Man, that is huge because Kareem Jackson missing the next four games. His, his appeal for a suspension did not go through. Um, so man, the Broncos are gonna need PJ Locke to ball out. And man, I'm I'm excited for him. I would I really, really, really can realistically see him being our, our franchise safety alongside Jay Sims. That would just be awesome. Um, running back Dwayne Washington was the only other player on the injury report um who was actually the only one that did not practice, and it was because of an illness, not even injury related. Um, so we'll see if he's ready to go by us Sunday. He should be good to go, um, pending how the uh the seriousness of that that illness is. He's a big player in the special team, so um, um, Browns injury report, quarterback Denzel Ward is out. Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin is out. Safety Juan Thornhill is questionable. And linebacker Anthony Walker Jr. is questionable. So there's a little bit more lengthy in hours. But overall, both teams are pretty fairly healthy. Um, I know both teams are kind of equal in players on IR. So it's about as even, even of a matchup as it is in terms of just like availability. Um, so I want to ask you, Jordan. Broncos going to this one. This is one of the more nervous games for a lot of fans that I'm I'm kind of seeing on social media. People are telling me they're very nervous about that Browns defense. I know I'm nervous about the defense. How are you feeling about this game before we go and jump into our keys to victory? And uh, do you see it like as a as like a real like winnable game, or do you think the Broncos are going to have to like it's going to come down to the like the last last few plays where it's not going to be as easy as some people may think? So for everybody that have been listening prior uh, to this episode, especially the Vikings preview game, I was not uh, confident in that game just because of the blitzing strategies that Brian Flores had. And I, and I even had the Broncos losing that game. And after we won that game, that kind of got me going. I actually has my hopes up now, even though I've been quite optimistic on uh, the show for the whole season, even when we were down by a lot and we were one in five and all that. But, and I understand why people should be nervous for this game. I mean, this Browns defense is the best. Defense in the league, but the way there there, there are holes in the, in this defense. There there are holes. So there's multiple ways you can attack this defense, and fans should understand that Sean Payne plays a huge factor in all of these match matchups coming forward. Like 
it's not we don't have to worry about like hacking calling the plays or any other head coaches we've had before like we have a true hall of fame head coach that knows how to game plan and get things done correctly so i wasn't optimistic about the vikings game but after that win i am uh i'll just say this i'm more optimistic about this browns game at home than i was about the vikings game and uh, that might be shocking to a lot of people but i do think uh, the broncos even though it might be quite a mismatch in some areas for the Broncos, but in other aspects, I do think the Broncos can even it out. And that's why I'm quite confident in this game for Denver. Yeah. When I was taking my notes, doing my research for this game preview last night, I literally thought the same exact, I swear to God, they thought the same thing in my head. I'm more confident in this game than the Vikings game. Crazy enough. Just cause like the scheme, the scheme is a big thing with me. Also, they're more beat up than the Vikings are defensively. Yeah. I know the, the Browns are such a tough defense. We've seen that on the scoreboard count countless week, just holding the Cardinals to zero, holding the Niners to 17 is huge, holding the Titans to three. I mean, they, they do it on a pretty much a weekly basis, but there are inconsistencies with this defense. I can't lie. And I mean, just in totality, this whole team from, you know, the first player in the 53 to the last player in the 53, they, they're a good team. I, I just feel like sometimes they they're not as consistent as you would as the Browns fan, Browns fans would like to see them be. I mean, last week they put up a really good defensive showing against the Steelers, but let's I mean let's be honest, it's Matt Canada. I mean before before he got fired, obviously, and then uh, then you have the the Ravens where they let up 31, which I mean the Ravens are really good, so um, their their OC is cooking with Lamar, so can't really beat them too much on that, but they did allow 31. Um, then you then you got the Cardinals game. I mean, Drew Petzing, not much to like go off of there for other offense. Not too. Uh, and then you got the then you got Pete Carroll and the Seahawks and uh, and uh, Shane Waldron, and they lose. They allow twenty four. And then you got the Colts. Shane Steichen, one of my favorite play callers and head coaches in the NFL. They allow thirty eight, but the offense wins them that game. And then you got the Niners with Kyle Shanahan, one of the smartest minds in football. Um, also one of my favorite head coaches and play callers, and they allow him to 17. Like, they're so up and down. Like, any week, I feel like Sean Payne can really take advantage of them, just like he took advantage of Brian Flores. And let me add to that point real quick, because I did read something uh, on the Saints Wire, and I know, hey, Saints Wire, why are we re reading stuff from New Orleans Saints? Well, Sean Payne did coach there, and uh, yeah. I was reading that New Orleans, when Sean Payne was there, they were 4-1. and one. Uh, against Jim Schwartz when he was on the opposite uh, sideline. And this is not a made-up number or not. Uh, don't source me with this, but saintswire.usatoday.com. They put the Saints have averaged 42.3 points per game in the last four meetings with Jim Schwartz. Uh, so I like uh, this matchup between Sean Payne and Jim Schwartz. But now, again, I understand that, you know, times are different now. He has different personnel. He has Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett was not playing back then against Sean Payne, so I know things are a bit different. But when we go scheme to scheme, I know things have changed a bit between them as well. But, again, they're familiar with each other, and I think that is also going to play a big factor. So I kind of like this. Again, this is just another little, you know, aspect of the game that fans don't really look into, but it does play a key part. It does. We've mentioned prior coaching battles the, before the season that have not played in our favor, more specifically Vance Joseph versus a lot of other play callers on the other side that we mentioned uh, in the beginning of the season. But now towards this later part of the season, we're getting a lot more favorable matchups in terms of uh, play callers going against each other. And I like this one with Peyton and Schwartz. 
Yeah, I love that you bring up that point. I, I, I'm really confident just because of that uh, solely. Um, yeah, like, like I said, I feel I, honestly, I think it's more one of our uh, more winnable games. I don't know. I just, I just feel like that. And we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, let's go and jump into our keys to victory. But DTR, man, it's his first road start. Like I, I don't see him coming into Denver and actually and actually doing something. Our defense, who's by the way one of the hottest defenses in the NFL yeah. in terms of takeaways. Um, but we'll get into our predictions later in the episode. Keys to victory. How do the Broncos win this one? My number one is stopping their run please for the love of god it's been my key to victory the last i don't know how five games stopping the run it's really the only way that cleveland can win this game offensively in my opinion especially especially with pj lock playing like that was their last little bit sliver of hope in my opinion for the browns to really you create an offensive uh, or excuse me a passing attack against us was that one hole in the defense with pj lock and then delarn turner yell instead but no pj lock's playing so they got a if they're going to win this game against us, they're going to have to pound the damn rock, which, by the way, the, the, the Browns average the most uh, rushing attempts in the NFL. So expect them to be running it very, very, very um, frequently. Um, yeah, I mean, there won't be many areas of the of the of the field for uh, DTR to beat his arm, uh, beat us with his arm. Um, the Browns, uh, th- they have the third best rushing offense in the NFL with 142.7 yards per game. Um, the Bron- Broncos' run defense is still the most concerning area of the team. Uh, it's a massive mis- mismatch on paper. So if the Broncos could win that matchup, I promise you, like nine times out of ten, the Broncos are going to win this game if they can stop the run. I am so confident they can they can win this game. In my opinion, as long as Russ manages the game, so, he doesn't even have to play average. If he plays like slightly below average, and our run game's working at least like four yards a carry, I promise you we're winning this game. I I would be very very shocked if the Broncos stop the run really really well and lose this game. In my opinion, unless turnovers just become a massive issue with Russ, um, obviously they have to win the turnover battle. But the Browns average thirty thirty four point three rushing attempts uh, per game, um, but average four point two yards per carry, which is fifteenth in the NFL. So they may be uh, the best rush, the third best rushing offense in the NFL, but they average the fifteenth most um, yards per carry. So the Broncos can't stop the run. They can do it. Even though it's been the, the worst area of the team, I feel like they still can do it as long as like, like what me and J-Mac were talking about in our uh, post-game show the other day. Like This has to be stuff that was focused on throughout this weekend practice with Vance Joseph, Marcus Dixon, and that defensive line. So as long as that's clean up, I promise you, like nine times out of ten, if we stop the run and offense plays little efficient at the most, we're going to win this game. Yeah, I think I saw it earlier on X or Twitter, whatever you guys want to call it, that uh, Denver has had like the least amount of eight men uh, boxes uh, in the league. And I think this game, we're going to have to have a lot of eight man boxes against Cleveland. Uh, Let DTR beat us, if anything. I mean, again, this is his first true road start. Uh, We already heard Sam Howell earlier this season said that that was the loudest place he's ever played at. And he's played in college stadiums before. So that tells you a little something about Denver. And I can guarantee you there will be not a lot of no-shows there like how they were before because this team is uh, is buzzing right now. So a lot of fans yeah. are going to be popping out. So I would like to see a lot of eight men uh, in the box. Uh, let DTR try to beat you. But again, stacking up the box, stopping the run is going to be key for the Broncos. I think everybody knows this. I, it's kind of been one of our weakness, but I wrote for predominantly Orange earlier this week. This team in general, not only the defense, but the team in general is playing with like the attitude and swagger of Sean Payton and the confidence of them, right? You can see that winning type mentality on the field, and they're just flying around. That's why I think on Sunday, 
they're gonna they're, our run defense is gonna look a bit better just because of the confidence right now this group has. Yeah, it's and it's gonna be a tough challenge. I mean, Jerome, even though they lost Nick Chubb, like I was talking about the other day, Jerome yeah. Ford has still been like playing very, very good for them. Um, and then they still have Kareem Hunt, the one-two punch that they re-signed. So um, it's going to be a tough task for uh, the Broncos run defense, Vance Joseph, but I think they'll be up to it. Maybe there will be a few gains where Broncos country may get a little frustrated, but, I mean, that is, this is the Browns rushing attack. Like, also, I was talking about my favorite head coaches. Kevin Stefanski's up there. Like, he, what he does with that offense, I admire a lot. Like, I, that's what I've been talking about for so long with this team is, like, becoming a run-first run group. Finally, Sean Payton has come here and helped us do and figure that out. But um, I, I think running the ball is so key in today's NFL and winning games. And Kevin Stefanski has always known that ever since Minnesota. So um, that I, I do have a lot of respect uh, for those coaches on that side. Um, so my last key to victory I want to talk about is starting hot. I don't think I've mentioned this as a key to victory at all this season. Start hot is my one of my my easily a big key to victory. Cleveland's defense may be the best at football, but believe it or not, a lot of people don't know their defense is tied for 30th in the NFL with first quarter points allowed. They allow 6.9 points per game in first quarters this season. So if the Broncos can get off to a hot start and protect the lead, that will be huge for this team's morale and, you know, getting their sixth win of the season. I mean, like I said, get a head on the scoreboard, protect the lead, running the football, control the time of possession is a huge one. And then the the Cleveland also has the they have the 11th best run defense. The Broncos average the seventh most rushing yards per attempt this season, so they can tire them with the with the lead on the board. Like they don't have to just pour it on and keep that. They can protect the lead, get out to a good start in the first quarter, which they did struggle to do last week. But if they can go back to what they were doing through the first, I don't know how many games where Sean Payton's first quarter script was just like amazing. I really like the Broncos' chances of winning this one. Yeah, I like that stat about the, the Cleveland Browns uh, allowing almost seven points uh, in the first quarter each game. That's pretty uh, pretty uh, astounding, especially with how good the Browns' defense is known to be. Uh, and that's actually a great for us because Sean Payne, like you said, is great with scripted plays. Our first 12 to 15 plays have been great so far this season. So starting off hot will be key. And uh, to add on to that point as well, one of my – uh, key to victories that I have a few that I'll be talking about soon, but one of them is controlling the time of possession. Uh, again, I think there's another game that we should have at least 35 minutes of possession. And I think if we do have that and the Browns only have 25 minutes, I do believe this is an easily winnable game. So, and I think that goes hand in hand, starting off hot, having a good eight minute drive to start off the first quarter, that would be perfect. Uh, and that would uh, set the tone for the rest of the game. Yeah, I absolutely agree. The Broncos, like I said, man, and like you said, I, Sean Payton's uh, script in the uh, the first quarter of games, besides last week where they struggled a little bit, if they can get back to that, I really, I really do think we're going to win this game. Especially if we add add that to stop in the run, I think we'll definitely win this one. Yeah, uh, another key to victory that I want to add real quick, and I've talked about it earlier in the season. And I kind of stopped talking about it because they just kept on messing it up. But I've noticed they've done a better job as of late. So, and I think it's kind of key uh, for this game against Cleveland just because how great the defense is, but we have to win this middleweight this game. We have to. Just because who's on the other side of that ball with Miles Garrett, uh, he will wreck everything else in the game. And uh, and we'll be talking about him later in the episode, but winning the middle eight in this game will be key uh, to victory. And I believe Sean Payne will win it 
I understand that Stefanski is a, a good play caller at times, but he does have a tendency to mismanage the game at times. I've heard uh, Michael Lombardi even talk about it because he gets very frustrated whenever he goes, uh, uh, he recaps the Cleveland Browns games. But I think that is another aspect in the game that the Broncos need to not only win, but dominate, which is the middle eight. And that, that's more of a champagne thing against Kevin Stefanski. So I hope uh, we can actually uh, win this one. Yeah, I agree. That, that's big, been the biggest thing for the Broncos. Uh, they're a really good fourth quarter team I could talk about, especially Russell Wilson really comes on in the fourth quarter. Really yeah. good first quarter team, but man, just not even the middle eight. I feel like just the second and third quarters where we always are just waiting for the defense to make a turnover. I feel like that that that's how it always feels. Like, when's the safety? When's a, when's a PJ Locker? When's a Jaquan McMillan going to get a pick? When's a Josie Jewell going to force a fumble? I, I always feel like it, the offense really just kind of sucks in the second or third quarter but um like you said that that's got to be key to victory every week yeah and i would say my other key to victory do not let miles gary beat you do not let him beat you we better chip him twice three times four i don't care if we have 10 all 10 people on him just do not let him wreck the game that's another pass rush to beat you miles garrett Again, I think he's the defensive player of the year uh, at this point. I know uh, uh, that kid Bland from the Dallas Cowboys has made a uh, strong argument, especially yeah. watching him play yesterday. But Miles Garrett, Denver fans will realize uh, the impact Miles Garrett will make, even if he doesn't get any sacks, which I, I'm, I'm expecting him to get at least one sack. But the pressure that he will have in this game will be uh, remarkable. So chipping Miles Garrett is going to be key and not letting him wreck this game and wreck this offensive line that has been good this season i know a lot of people have been questioning the offensive line but the offensive line for the broncos have been pretty has been pretty good and they've been pretty solid so i think uh this game especially against miles garrett chipping miles garrett is going to be key and uh maintaining him uh, is going to be key too yeah, another opportunity for uh, Mike McGlinchey to prove himself. He's been really, really good these last few weeks. Penalties have obviously been a, a reoccurring issue for him, but um, looking to see him uh, take on another elite matchup at uh, at uh, uh, for Miles Garrett. Um, easily, I mean, we could talk about him all day. Easily, the one of the best, easily top three defensive player in the NFL. Um, one of the best players in general in the NFL. Um, so this is going to be one of the tougher tasks in the NFL uh, this season for the Broncos. Um, but I, I like our offensive line match up with that um i i think uh quinn miners and mike mcglitch will have their hands full we, we, know, we all know that for sure um so let's go ahead and start jumping into our uh, player of the game predictions starting off on the uh the offensive side of the ball um i i think with the with the browns secondary they're allowing 143 passing yards per game that is the by far that is the best in the nfl i mean that's just ridiculous dude like 143 passing yards per game is insane <laughs> Even though they have some players questionable, even though Denzel Ward's not playing, which is huge for the Broncos, he has been playing elite this season. Um, one of my favorite players coming out of the draft in Ohio State. Love seeing him ball out, but he's out with an injury. Um, so the Broncos, a little, little bit of a break there. Um, I remember Cortland Sutton uh, definitely had a really good game against him uh, a few years ago. For those of you guys who remember that 2019 season, uh, Brandon Allen threw him that pass. He, uh, he mossed um, Denzel Ward in the end zone. But, um, my offensive player of the game prediction, 
uh, is Javante Williams. I really, I really think the Broncos got to go back to running the football this game. Um, I think they could find success with it, even though the the Browns have a, a pretty solid run defense. I mean, it is if we are looking at weaknesses on their team, their run defense is the 11th best as opposed to their first, uh, their first best secondary. So, um, I think the Broncos, just from a matchup standpoint, you got to make, you got to give Javante at least 15. My prediction is it gets like 18 carries this week. I, I like his, I like his chances to get 18 carries. Not only that. But get around like seventy yards and a touchdown, and I, I like uh, Jalou McLaughlin to uh, you know get those options in the stretch plays as well. Get outside of the edges. Um, I know they have some really good edge rushers, but um, they have a good interior defensive line too. So we got to run the ball somewhere on the field. So uh, I, I like Javante Williams for the player of the game. Yeah, I'm hoping Javante gets over 20, 20 touches at least over twenty to twenty five touches in the game. Um, twenty rushing attempts will be great. For Javante, that's how uh, another aspect where you can control the game is just running the ball. We've talked about it uh, at length already at this episode. But to pair up with your pair of the game, again, I am not going with a playmaker just because of the situation that we've been having with our offense. But, uh, again, I think uh, Quinn Miner shows up this game. I think uh, he has a really good game. Quinn Miner, Javante, player of the games. I, I think I take that. Nice, like it. Defensive player of the game. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say Justin Simmons. I mean, it's just it's an easy pick at this point. Um, I feel like DTR his first career road start, like I talked about earlier in the show. Um, it's gonna be in Denver, loud stadium, like you mentioned. Um, I just I don't I, I don't I don't like his chances in this game to ball out. Really, I would be very shocked if DTR beats us with his arm. So because of that, I feel like Justin Simmons, who's taken advantage of a lot of rookie quarterbacks and a lot of young quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's going to bait him into a few bad throws. I, I, I'm i going to make a bold take and say Jay Sims gets two interceptions in this game. Ooh, I like it. I like it. Two interceptions, winning another turnover battle, turnover margin. That's uh, That sounds like a Broncos win to me. My defensive player of the game, I think it's going to shock a lot of people just because we haven't seen him uh, this season. Uh, I think we've only seen him once, if I'm being honest. I'm going to go with J.L. Skinner. I think he's going to be the eighth man in the box. I know PJ Locke had a, was full participant in a practice today. Uh, again, I think he's going to be rotating in and out with uh, J.L. Skinner. I think they're going to make a point of emphasis of putting Skinner in the game uh, against the Browns just because of that running attack, and I think we're going to have him in the box. I see him making a few big plays uh, down the line of scrimmage, uh, kind of sort of like Kareem Jackson, making some, uh, some big hits, not illegal hits and four-game suspension type hits, but – I will say, I do like Skinner in this game. I do think uh, he has a really, really good game. Hey, remember you uh, you you brought up on the show how the media should start ask start asking about our rookie safety, uh, about his availability and injury status. Finally, some it just happens to be the the week after you you bring that up, someone finally yeah. asked something about. We're only at like twelve weeks into the season. Someone <laughs> finally asked about Jail Skinner. Would you look yeah. at that? Um, it's good to hear the updates that Sean Payne gave. He said that he made like big strides in practice uh, this yeah. week and last week. So that's really encouraging to see. He's going to be active for a second career NFL game. I would like to see him get some action on the defensive side of the ball, not put all the, the stress on. Because like at the end of the day, yeah, PJ Locke's going to start, but I don't think he's going to be like a full. I don't think he's going to be playing every snap. So at some point, yeah. I think they are going to bring in Jail Skinner a little bit, especially against a rookie fifth round quarterback. I I definitely like to put Jail Skinner in this game. I think if you're going to put him in any game, put him in this one. It's at home. It's against a rookie fifth round pick. His first career road start. Uh, you could uh, he could maybe get a, like an interception or like a a big like forced fumble and boost his That's morale. 
that would give him so, bro, that would give him so much confidence the rest of the, the year. And that, that can make him become a much better player. Whereas if you don't play him and he doesn't make those plays, his confidence, he won't get his confidence. Like, I don't, I think people don't stress enough. Like confidence is so much for young players oh, yeah. and that that'll be huge for JL Skinner. To have a big game. I actually, I like that. That's a good, that's a good wild card pick. Um, Let's go ahead and uh, give off our score prediction to recap today's episode. Um, I picked the Vikings last week. Um, I wasn't too confident about it, but like you said, I'm I'm actually more confident about this game, even though it's our toughest defensive matchup of the season. I think there are some uh, some weaknesses on that defense, and I think their offense is very, very, very suspect. Um, like I said, man, I just keep thinking about DTR's first road start against a defense that is just red hot. They had three takeaways last week, four the week before, five the week before that, or excuse me, the defense had four special teams had one but you get the point um i got the broncos winning not in a big uh not in a big win but i do have them winning 19 to 16 just because i think russ is not going to have the greatest game but i think the the run game and i think our, our secondary is going to do just enough to help us uh propel over kevin stefanski's browns yeah i wasn't confident last week against the vikings i even had the vikings winning i'm confident this week i do think the the broncos uh defeat the browns at home going above 500, which is just insane after how we started the season. Uh, I do think the run game uh, has a really, really good uh, day against the Browns. Again, we mentioned the uh, Cleveland Browns and how they can have their uh, their difficulties with the run. Another thing that people may not know about, the Browns tackling as of late has not been great. And even throughout the season, at least PFF has graded the Browns as the eighth worst tackling team in the league with Obviously, the Broncos being number one, but times have changed for Denver. But even last game, uh, the Browns were graded as the worst tackling team last week in the whole league. So I can see Javante having a big game, breaking all those tackles. And I would say, I know I haven't picked a playmaker to be player of the game and stuff, but I do expect a big game from Jerry Judy this week in the short passing game. I do believe Champagne's going to get the ball in his hands. We saw it in the Minnesota Vikings game, him getting the ball in short space and stuff like that and getting uh, yards after the catch. I can see... A similar situation here where they can get them on bubble screens, uh, some orbit screens and stuff like that. So I can see uh, Jerry Judy, you know, breaking out for some big runs. And, hey, even Marvin Mims on some yak uh, some yak catches. So uh, I like those two uh, in this game. But, yeah, I got the Broncos winning 17-13. Like it, like it. Low-scoring game. I, yeah, like I said, I don't think the Broncos will score too much in this game. I also don't think the Browns will score too much in this game. It's going to be a pretty good uh, defensive matchup. Um yeah, I, I like those points you uh, you bring up. Uh, so let's go ahead and uh, recap today's episode uh, by being sure you guys are uh, subscribed to the episode, liking, uh, turn notifications on, comment down below, help us get to 2,000 subscribers. All that is greatly appreciated. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be recapping this game on Sunday night, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Um, if you're listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure you guys follow leave a five-star rating. Uh, and with that being said, I'm your host, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, Jordan Lopez. It's the next one. Peace out, everybody. Peace.